and welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. My name is Phil Savory. I'm joined as always by my good friend, Mark Hardy-Johnson. Hello, I'm Sally Banani to you. Sally Banani? Sally Banani, or Mahalo. Have I said Sally Banani? Have I said that right? Uh, yes, Sally Banani. Sally Banani to you. Like, like a funny nickname you give to your colleague, Sally. Who likes Bananis? Um, Unjani, how are you? How, okay. We should probably tell listeners what we're actually doing and what this is all about. So oh, yeah, they're, they're um, probably not going to understand, are they? Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So, uh, right, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers, 100 different countries. Uh, tonight's uh, whistle-stop tour of the world, we arrive in Zimbabwe with a beer called Zambezi, hence the uh, the greeting of Sally Banani. And what does Sally Banani mean? Hello. It means hello, yeah. And uh, Mahalo. Say hello, isn't it? Sorry, say again. That's a, it's a long way of saying hello. It is. Well, you could also say Mahalo instead, and that's also hello, because they have several different languages. Um, so there you go. Due to all the tribes that they have there. Ooh, maybe we'll get some of that later. Well, maybe uh, you will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so our beer is um, Zambezi. Um, we're drinking a 330ml can. Uh, neither of us have ever had this before, so this is going to be a first for us. Mark, are you excited that it's at 4.7%, which is your sort of sweet spot? Am I? I mean, look at the can as well. It's a very pretty can. The can is beautiful. The best way of describing the can, it's like... Um, uh, best way to describe it. Uh, do you remember Power Rangers, Mark? Yes. Do you remember the White Ranger? Yes. That's the vibe I'm getting. Is that is that out of is that does that make no sense to you at all? Um. Yeah, I get it. I do get it. It's beautiful. It reminds it's me of the like, White a, Power like a wreath. Like, it's got yeah. like a wreath, doesn't it? Sort of in a circle shape, and then a picture of what I presume is the Zambezi River. Um, well, I think that is that the Victoria. Is it no Victoria Falls? What's, they've got they've got like a big famous waterfall, haven't they? There are a big waterfall. Yeah, I can't just tell you exactly what they are, but yeah, Zimbabwe's own lager, uh, Zambezi. Delicately um, balanced, full-bodied, premium beer to be savoured at leisure. Now that is what you want. That's the strap line. Um, yeah. It's like a white, white slash gold can. Um, like it's like Mark said, with this sort of like reef Zambezi um, in a nice sort of font with with this waterfall in the middle. It's beautiful. One of the nicest looking cans I think we've had. I think you you could be right there. It's up there with the best. Well up there. Uh, I mean, I mean, with some of them you get like a classic sort of look from, and this is just beautiful. It is. It, it, I hope it tastes as good as it looks. Well, so should we tuck in? Let's tuck in. Let's let's crack these open. Right. So this is brewed by a firm called Delta. Um, what is it? Delta Beverages in uh, Manchester Road, Harare. Right. Um, so it seems to be a um, an independent brewery. So it's not owned by the usual Heineken or you know this that, and the other. Which is probably what made it hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we came across this. Um, it. it Ended up coming by one of our friends of the show. Um, however, it has been for sale recently by a firm in England called uh, hippostore.co.uk. So that's where this has come from. Um, completely stumbled upon it a few weeks ago. I've been checking back on their website because the owner promised me that he was going to get it back in. 
So I was checking back every day for like three weeks. Finally relented and emailed him. And then the next day it was online. So happy days. Here we are. I'm busy. Mm. And what's your thoughts? Uh, I quite like it. Um, I guess the, the the closest comparison, I'll do this based on geography, is um, South Africa. So South African beer was Castle Lager, wasn't it? Which was a bit shit. Mm. This, I think, is far better. It's different, isn't it? It's different. It's a bit of a twang. It's not got your, it's not got your bog standard taste to it. It's a little bit sour. A little bit, yeah. That, that, that sour flavour to it. Mm. Gassy, but not too gassy. <clears throat> Flat, right. deep flavour. It's good. It's a good line. Beautiful can. Yeah, beautiful can. And I think the best thing is, and, and, and this is the thing we love, it's not necessarily, they don't all have to taste great, but we want them to taste a little bit different. We want it to feel like the experience is kind of like, oh, this is a really unusual lager that, you know, I can't replicate somewhere else. I can't just go to the supermarket and get something like this. Like you're going on a journey, like on Strictly. Exactly, yeah. That's what makes it special, which is which is where a big, big factor of something like, um, you know, Cubanero, while we love that so much. Because, oh, yeah, definitely. Because it gives you something different. Not only is it is it from a, from a you know, a, a country that's relatively obscure to us, but its taste as well is different. It's distinctive. It has a strong identity, and that this beer has that. I think that's what we're tending to learn, isn't it? You know, we we prefer the ones that have just that something a little bit different about them. And I like that. Be brilliant, just a brilliant lager, or, or at least be distinctive. At least at least have something about you which gives you yeah like a sense of identity. That, that kind of because this is the beer. This is if it's on our bucket list. This is the beer that sells that country that's representing this beer is representing Zimbabwe and it's not letting them down. No, not like the most famous Zimbabwean did. Mr. Mugabe. Yes. Is he alive um, or dead? He's dead. Um, two or three years ago, 2017, I think it was, he died. Yeah. Um, but he was the sub, well, the country is subject of a coup just before he died. Um, it seems like, what do you know about him? Do you know much about him? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, he seems like a bit of a shit. Um, I used to work with um, a, a guy from Zimbabwe. I thought you were uh, going to say with Robert then. You know? <laughs> yeah, I used to work for him. He was awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hardly any, any no day, like days paid holiday. Working every weekend, shocking. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Um, um, no, anyway, so so anyway, he 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 um, he hated him. He thought he was he was he was just a disgusting human being. But I mean, I I don't know loads about him. I know that at one point, um, sort of towards the uh, his later years, that um, inflation in that country got ridiculous because it was getting a bit. They were having a bit of a wobble, and it was getting to the point where you had to pay like a million a loaf of bread or a or a carton of eggs. Would cost you like a million. So well, it's one of the um, the worst countries for people living below um, the poverty line. Yeah. Like there's there's something I've read a figure today. It's something ridiculous. Like there's nowhere near enough food to go around everybody. Um, so I would imagine that drinking Zambezi is probably the last of their problems. I'm um, hoping they're doing better. I'm, I'm hoping they're doing better as a country since he um, since he's been. Yeah. Well. 
So it turns out it's quite a divisive figure. Um, I mean, from the outside looking in, he's you know the the big bastard, so to speak, from sort of our point of view. And he, like you said, I don't really know much about him. But I think for us, because obviously we only we've only seen him sort of on the news. You know, sort of one of those like tin pot dictator types, isn't he? That's well, a dictator how, is the exact thing. Yeah, that's how we've him, and all we know him as. Whereas yeah. you know, throughout his life, he maybe has, has been on a different journey, and there are many yeah. shades of grey to him. But yeah. So right, he was Zimbabwe's first um, leader since it was made independent. Um, right. So he died in 2017, um, ousted by a military coup just before he died in 2017. But he was the first post-independence leader. Um, I think it was sometime in the 80s. So he'd been running it for quite a long time. Um, so he was initially praised for broadening access to health and education for the black majority. Um, he later used violence against his political opponents and presided over Zimbabwe's economic ruin. Mm. So, you know, it missed, isn't he? Um, yeah. His legacy has been the sub- subject of much debate since he died. He remained popular among many voters even into his later years. Um, and he was removed from office only when he fired his deputy in favour of his wife. Um, with many fearing he's preparing for family succession rather than you know going to elections and all that sort of stuff. Um, but after he died, the um, government or people that you know that be there. Um, in fact, no, I tell you, not after he died. After he was removed from his position, he was given a free house um, on taxpayers' money. Um, free like six bedroom house or something ridiculous um and yeah it was all paid for by the the already poor people of zimbabwe basically which i'm sure yeah. they i'm sure went down well mm, i'm sure it did so yeah um, it's quite a divisive figure um do you know any other things you live long enough to see yourself become the villain that was from um the dark knight which is uh, an overrated uh, do you know any other famous zimbabweans um, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. Um, actress from um, Line of Duty, Tandy Newton. Oh, yeah. She's got Zimb- Zimbabwean roots. Yeah. Um, Alexander, Alexander McCall Smith, whoever he is, no idea. Um, here's one for you. Go on. Jamelia, singer. I don't know what it is that makes me feel like this. I don't know um, who you are, but you must be some kind of superstar. That's the one. Zimbabwean superstar. That. Well, her dad was. Um, oh, okay. She's from the, the not quite so glamorous. Yeah, she, yeah, she's from Smedic. So, yeah, not quite as glamorous as Harari. Um, Shingai Shanua, whoever that is. Um, Kyla Lagrange. Oh, I've got one for you. Go on. Bruce Grobelar. Oh, of course. How could I forget Bruce? How could Bruce we forget Grobelar. that? Bruce Grobelar, Um Do you know the, the famous myth? Going Just a brief tangent on Liverpool. So Bruce Grobelar was Liverpool's goalkeeper for many years. Do you... Did you um, do you know about the um, the piss on the post curse? No, I don't know. <laughs> so um, there was a, a, a ritual Grobelar would do 
and that he basically <laughs> take a, he took a piss on a post and then um, this whole sort of barren run where Liverpool didn't win a title and Drew was, was, was adamant that he never got to complete the ritual and therefore Liverpool were, were, were held under this curse for many years, 30 odd years. And, and Bruce claims, not too long ago, he claimed that he was able, I think he played, it might have been a charity game or whatever. Um, and he claimed he managed to get out there and he managed to complete the ritual. What was his, did he like go out before the game or something? You know, like obviously yeah. long before everyone got there or something. Yeah, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, um, yeah, it wasn't like fans, you know, kids, kids in the cop and he's there with his knob out just pissing all over the game. <laughs> Or got like um, a straw down his shorts or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, it, it wasn't like that. No, it was. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and get the story up here. So, um, so yeah, he claimed he claimed anyway that he lifted the curse by by pissing on the post, and this was um, late last year. So anyway, so a witch doctor put a curse on Liverpool supposedly in 1992, but Bruce Bruce Grobler has peed away the demons. So I'll, I'll read this out to you. The former goalkeeper played more than blah, 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 blah. Uh, I had a testimonial in 1992, and I was sponsored by Zambezi Lager. Bringing it all around, bringing it all around, see? All connects. And they sent a witch doctor with the lager. Uh, he went around on the post and put his goat's tail, um, put this water on the post to both sides with this goat's tail, got the microphone and said, if you don't have the jungle man, Bruce Grobelar here, you won't win the title. And Grobola <laughs> believed so much in the curse that he found out the only way to rid the club of it was to piss on the posts. Um, and he did so during the 2013-14 season, but only got as far as the cop end before he was kicked out, unable to, <laughs> unable to piss on the post at the Anfield Road end. So he'd only done <laughs> half, half a job. <laughs> and obviously, you know what happened? Short so slippy G season. Slippy G. Crucial game, right. Liverpool versus Chelsea. A win away from, from almost clinching it. Stephen Gerrard, Liverpool's iconic, legendary captain, um, basically slips and coughs up a goal um, that then basically sees the title drift away from us. So the curse continues. So if it have been able to piss on the other posts as well, then maybe the slip wouldn't have happened. Yes, but he did say... I fulfilled my task. So this was in this was in the Champions League season. Uh, last season, I played at a corporate game, and we were in the dressing room. And the guy said, "You have to do the business today." And I said, "Okay." I took a water bottle, poured the water out, pissed in the bottle, and came back. And then he basically made sure that he got. So rather than going on the pitch and pissing, he pissed in the bottle, and then he he sprayed each post. A bit more acceptable. Yeah, and then and then lo and behold. The following season, you win the title. Fair play. Um, can I just digress back to Mugabe's house when he was um, ousted in the house? Uh, yeah, late December 2017, just to fulfil that story. He was given full diplomatic status and out of public funds, a five bedroom house, 23 staff members, um, personal vehicles, and he was also permitted to keep the business interests and all the wealth that he'd amassed while he was in power. And he received an additional payment of around ten million dollars. So there we go. Uh, died in twenty nineteen and was um, um, buried as such. He died in Singapore. 
I'll tell you what, Mugabe's house would make for a great episode of Cribs, wouldn't it? Mm, wouldn't it just, yeah, Dining Concert. Mm. It was like through the season without the guessing. There's a lot of property programmes on at the moment, isn't there? Well, Cribs was a good one because it was like you, you was, you'd see the extravagant, the opulence of how, of how, you know, famous people lived. And then you get other random ones where the, 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 the homes they would live in would be really disappointing and shit. I remember um, there was a, a rapper called Redman. Remember him? No. Okay. Well, he, he, uh, I'll tell you what. No, you'll know him from uh, Christina Aguilera. Dirty, you know, the, the video. You know, yeah, yeah. The video. The guy yeah. that does the rap bit in the middle and punches the man in the bunny suit afterwards. That's Redman. That's him. Right, okay. That's him. Anyway, his, his crib was, was, um, was just like a flat. It was like a two-bed flat. And it was like no furniture. Everyone just sat on the floor. And it was like a TV and a PlayStation. Where was it? And like a fridge. I don't know where it was. It was somewhere in America. But it was it was the most underwhelming crib I've ever seen. How bizarre. Talking of cribs, cool. the Vadama people, there are a tribe in Zimbabwe. Many, many tribes in Zimbabwe. But the Vadamas, um, 25% of um, people born into that tribe are born without their three middle toes. So they just have like a big sort of, you know, like that big massive gap. What, they're born and they're locked off? No, no, they're just born without them. Like they don't take them off, they're just born without them. So what, on what, that note... What, how, what, what, how have they evolved? Well, well, on that note, they're not allowed to marry outside of the tribe. Right. So it's sort of, there's some sort of inbreeding going on there, isn't there? Yeah, but even so, like, that's amazing how that's, I mean, I know you, you, if you have enough incest, that, to carry that trait. So what if, what if a baby was born and, 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 was mis- and, and, and had a full set of digits? They do. Um... It's only 25% of them that are born without the three middle toes. Okay. So three quarters of them are born, you know, pretty normal. But I presume at some point they must have the gene. Or, yeah. So they don't, you know, they don't lock toes off the normal ones? No, no, no. They, they keep, if you, you know, you, if you're born with them, you keep them like, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. How weird is that? Born without That's your weird. middle toes. I suppose we're all related though, really, aren't we, in the end? Yeah, but I've got all my toes and fingers and everything, haven't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. um, What else you got? What else have I got? Right. You know how the general accepted view of a man in the Western world is that, you know, you want to be thin and muscly and, you know, like when you see people on the telly and on films and that, you know, everyone's always, you know, fit and healthy. If you're a big bloke, you've got to be you've got to be muscular. That's the expression. Yeah, muscular. You can either be yeah. very, you can either be thin, or or you've got to be um, what, yoked, swole. Well, it's the opposite in Zimbabwe. Pot bellies instead of a flat stomach are preferred by you know the the sort of society there. It's seen as as a sign of wealth and status, presumably because you can afford to eat. Dad bod nation. <laughs> Yeah, no one else can eat, so yeah, like presumably because you can afford it. So, how bizarre is that? I think there's people. Um, I think there's people out there that are strongly representing dad bods and giving dad bods a good name. 
Well, it definitely is in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, out there. Speaking of eating, um, from um, whatever that store was that I mentioned, where these cans came from, they also sent to Matt some snackies for us. Um, mega snacks, the onion rings, um, and the actual Zimbabwean snacks. Oh, well, you should um, open now. So I'm going to, yeah, from um, our Benny in Harare. Yeah, here we go. Save your onion rings. The uh, serving suggestion on the front is to have them served with real onions. You know, as you do. That, that can't be a serving suggestion. That's just for artistic license, surely. It's just a serving suggestion. Yeah, we're on Zoom, by the way, so I will fulfill this. There we go. Serving oh my God, suggestion. it actually says it. Yeah. That's... Serve it with your fresh onions. <laughs> How bizarre is that? So oh, if I were I... to eat like if I were to eat frazzles, would the serving suggestion for frazzles be like just with rashes of bacon alongside it? <laughs> I presume it would be, yeah. They absolutely stink. They smell like pickled onions. Do they? Oh holy shit, yeah. I thought they were oh, gonna be like uh, remember Ringos? Yeah, I do, yeah. Like ten P crisp Ringos. Are they like are they gonna be like those? We'll give it a go. Um, they're not they're not actually rings anymore because they've come all the way from Zimbabwe, haven't they? So they're just absolutely crushed. Oh, so they're all battered apart. Yeah. Oh you go, it's one ring. Oh okay, what's your verdict? Um they're alright. <laughs> um they don't really taste them much, you just taste sort of like a bit like a quaver but without the flavour. You've got the same sort of texture. Um I've really got a date on them. Oh, they have. Um, yeah, they're six weeks out of date. Fifth <laughs> <laughs> of October, twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so that'll be why. Um, yeah, they're six weeks out of date. Um, so that is also probably why they were sent to Matt. <laughs> um, right. So Zimbabwe abandoned its own currency and is currently using others. Happened after massive inflation, which you mentioned, that hit. In 2008, so they abandoned its currency and has been using the US dollar, South African Rand, and the Botswana Pula since April the 12th, 2009. Yeah, I just read so, the news articles with like empty supermarkets because the food production had gone off and then the rate of inflation was so high that if you wanted a loaf of bread, it would cost you like a million quid. So you just had families that just that were deliberately priced out of being able to, to buy up the food in the supermarkets. What did they eat? Why? I fuck those. I don't eat know. Each other. <laughs> they're, three, they're three middle toes. <laughs> <laughs> if they have them. If they um, have them. Yeah. Um, right. Did you know, I'm guessing you didn't, that it is illegal in Zimbabwe for the police to impound your vehicle on the road? The only occasion when they can do so is when they ask you to produce your driver's license. So basically, they can't impound your vehicle if you're not with it. So you... You can't get, like, if you park on double yellows in Harare, right. it's not going to get towed away because, well, you're, you're not with it, You've got to it for them to take it off you. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? That's strange. It's like one of the weird rules over here. Like, if you're in, there's some sort of rule in Chester, you can legally shoot a Welshman with a bow and arrow or something like that. There's some really weird ruling, um, which is still... Um, legal. So if you want to go and shoot a Welshman, just take him to Chester 
as long as it's within the walls. You can get like hung for like punching a swan, can't you? There's weird laws and things like that, isn't there? Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah. How weird. Um. So landlocked country, Bonaparte, Botswana, Mozambique, a few other you know places that are quite irrelevant to us, really. It was once a very rich country. Um. So yeah. Um. <laughs> 231 million percent inflation they had in 2008. <laughs> so there you go. That's like um, similar vibes that happened in uh, was it Venezuela last year or the year before that we talked about that. Yeah. We did Venezuelan beer on the, on the pod. How yeah. Just goes to shit. So I've got I had a good good friend I used to work with for a few years that, um, that's from Zimbabwe. Um, Dan Cook, his name, his name is. Um, really nice guy. Worked with him for a, for a few years. Um, Does he have a Zimbabwe accent? He did, yeah, he did. He was he was um, white Zimbabwean, um, and he lived over here with his with his brother. Um, yeah, nice guy. He actually, I actually, he actually lived with me for a little bit. Um, he uh, he stayed in my flat for about a month, I think. I had him sleeping on my sofa, and uh, he was a he was a pretty polite house guest. Had a weird thing. The one thing I didn't like was he had this um uh he had this strange thing about um always wanting to eat pickles from the jar so we'd have a jar of pickles and he would go and eat these gherkins you know from the gherkins straight out of the jar which i just i don't like gherkins anyway but just this these pickle gherkins just in jars everywhere sounds like he might have been pregnant was a good yeah, wasn't, wasn't great. But other than that, you know, he was he was a lovely guy. We used to have a running joke with him as well that we would. Um, oh, my light's gone off there. Um, oh, it's all going to get spooky. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you could fit his name into any song. The name like Dan Cook. Um, so taking song titles and basically crowbarring his name into them. So excellent. Um, yeah, bit of that back in the day, and you know, taking the piss out of his accent, which I used to do a lot. Brilliant. Um, you know how I mentioned um, um, Mugabe becoming their first leader after independence? Do you know what country they gained independence from? Us. It was us, yeah. April 18th, 1980. We, we called I didn't it Rhodesia. That. That we named it Rhodesia, I think. Is that where the Ridgebacks come from then, I presume? I have no clue. I have no clue. I just know Zimbabwe and Ridgebacks. Rhodesia up until the late 70s. Then they got the then, but then we, we handed it over and then uh, they, they changed the name. Um, just finishing off, really, Zimbabwe has one of the lowest life expectancies in the world. Females can expect to live to 58.7 years and males for 57.3. That's piss poor, isn't it? Don't even get to retire. No, and don't go in swimming without a wetsuit there because more than 1.4 million people in the country are living with AIDS. Oh. So yeah, don't risk it. <laughs> um, Always wear a sheath. <laughs> so there we go. That, that's... <laughs> What's your thoughts on the beer? <laughs> uh, I've re- I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's been nice. Um, My only criticism of this beer is that the can's not big enough. It's only three hundred and thirty mil. Um, it's, it's superb. Absolutely superb beer. This is really, yeah. I'm kind of a bit sad that. This is hard to get because I feel like this should be this should be better spread. When you consider that Castle Lager, the South African beer, wasn't too hard to get hold of. 
yeah. is so much better. So much it's better. a million times better, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's as good as... I wouldn't, in terms of African beers, the god-tier African beer is Jewel Brew. Yeah, this is, I think This, I think, is, is not far off it. So not below, but it's but it's very good, very good. We've had one hundred percent. By the way, that's not even a debate, is it? Say again, sorry. Barbecue beer, not even a debate. Oh, it'd be a fantastic barbecue beer, wouldn't it? it looks beautiful. Great, great talking point. Would impress your guests. Can't knock it. Yeah, in every possible way, it's it's one of the best barbecue beers I'd say actually. I might even buy some more, you know, if it's still in in stock on Hippo Store, I might get some more in. I think you can only get it in packs of 10. So I, think it's, no, I don't it's think the ambassador's going to go for it, though. Do you not? No, the ambassador's... Because you think about Zimbabwe, the ambassador's reception. I don't think the ambassador would want to serve the dignitaries a beer from one of the most poverty-stricken countries. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying Zimbabwe's not, not third world quite but in it's not far of, off is it well it's just it's it's more that aspect of you know it, it's just a it's a bit too it's too much of a beer for the for the common for the commoner do you know what i mean it doesn't, mm, yeah however this is a working working man woman's whatever beer there would also although also be the possibility though that if you know this is five years ago robert mcgarvey could force the ambassador to serve this at the reception. It could be if he's having a, a dictator's night, you know, um, you know, Wednesday night, yeah. dictator night, and Mugabe's, Mugabe's around with his, with his posse and he's dishing, dishing these out. I think the ambassador's probably going to say. So if they were having, like, you know, Kim Jong-un, Putin, Trump, mm. um, Trump was, you know, maybe a little harsh, but yep. the general sort of dictators out there Mugabe would be taking this straight in there. Um, yeah. You know, if you if he was holding his own reception, but yeah, if the ambassador, I don't know. I, I, it looks beautiful. You'd have I had mean, you'd have really. had a you'd have had a um a head a head start on someone like Kim Jong Un because you know the beer that he secretly likes is South Korean, and there's no way he would bring himself to admit that. Mm, yeah. So uh, yeah, anything else? Really? No. I mean, I, 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 I think we'll just get to rate it, shall we? I mean, there's... Yeah, I think we should. All right. It's a good beer. We're going to go fingers? All right. We'll do fingers. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Okay, we've both gone for eight. So it's, it's, yeah. It's the most clear-cut eight out of ten beer I think we've had. Right? It's just... Yeah, definitely. I mean, it may as well have an eight written on the side of it, because it's superb beer. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Would would happily drink again. Um, say for for people that, that are that are doing uh, that are doing this uh, bucket list as well. Um, was it Hippo Store? Was that the where? where yeah, HippoStore.co.uk. Yeah. UK. Currently still available through in the UK. If you're outside of the UK, I'm not sure what the shipping is. Um, but yeah, but thoroughly recommended. Great beer. Uh, um, can I can I just finish on a little note for you about the Welshman in Chester? Yes. Um, Welshmen are prohibited from entering Chester before the sun rises and have to leave again before the sun goes down, according to an old bylaw. Um, this perhaps explains the fact that it is still technically legal to shoot a Welshman on a Sunday inside the city walls of Chester. 
as long as it is after midnight and with a crossbow. <laughs> so there you go. Go and get your crossbows. God, it's the perfect. It's the perfect murder, isn't it? Mm, it's fantastic. Yeah, you can't. You've just you got know, to find. You, you've just got to find the right Welshman that you want to kill. Yeah. After manufactured circumstances, they're going to put him in Chester at the specific time that you need. Yeah, I mean, how do you define after midnight? Because, mind you, if it's only on a Sunday, is it Saturday midnight or Sunday midnight? How does that count? So you're talking what early hours of Sunday morning, aren't you? I, I would assume it would be, but then midnight Sunday. Where does the line get drawn? Zero 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 o'clock Sunday. Um, yeah, but until what time can you shoot said Welshman? Oh, so they don't. Oh, when the sun comes up, did you say? Um, no, that was only that Welshmen are, are only allowed in Chester, right? Um, while the sun's out, basically. So yeah, so we need to figure out what our window is to crossbow someone. Yeah, I'll maybe do some research into that, and we'll come back to that when we're in Norway. Yeah, yeah, why not? Mm. Um, yeah. Right, social media. Where can people find us? Uh, at FTLB Pod. Please don't forget to give us a favourable review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Um, yeah, and pint pounds as well. If you can help us out with any other beers, we've done really well just recently with picking up sort of four or five ones from the scratch map, which we didn't really think we were going to get. So, anyone else can help us out, please do so. Um, we're really struggling, but then again, we started to struggle three or four months ago, and yeah, it's come up drugs, on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, fingers crossed, we can get a few more. Yeah, so um, so we've got another another beer to do. So we'll be back um, in a week or so um, with another beer for you, and then who knows after that. Um, so for the time being, um, we're still locking down. So everyone stay safe, um, look after each other, and uh, and we'll see you soon. We'll speak to you soon. You'll hear from us soon. We'll be talking, but you won't we'll see. talk at you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Coming in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast